Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Zen Sports Studios. If you're new to the show, I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud as always to be presented to you by the great folks at Zen Sports. Zen Sports has an incredible offer. When you place your first bet in Zen Sports, you can be reimbursed for the amount of your bet up to $1,000 if the bet loses. Tell you more about that great promo later on. Zen Sports is the app you need to be downloading. The law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team have you covered. Make sure you get your constitutional rights protected at amandajgentry.com. And of course, TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch, TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free, the best workout in Middle Tennessee, a new way to work out for the new you. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go. So uh, this has been a bit of a dramatic couple of weeks for this franchise, right? The highs of Will Levis' debut against the Falcons, the lows of the loss to the Steelers, and now uh, just a little bit of uncertainty about your quarterback situation moving forward. That was not abated. That was not calmed down by Mike Vrabel's press conference on Friday, where the first question that he was asked on Friday morning after the team lost in Pittsburgh 20-16 to was about the viability of Levis over Tannehill and if he was prepared to make that decision moving forward. Now, a lot of you guys wanted a direct and forthright decision from him right then and there, and he didn't give it to you. And when he did not, I, I thought there was a fair amount of freakout from Titans fans. In fact, I told Bert, uh, or rather I told Lucas because we were playing the radio show earlier today, but I was in line to get my coffee this morning at the farmer's market. And there was a couple in front of me and the guy recognized me. He said, hey, Buck, love the show. I said, hey, man, what's up? He said, how about that press conference on Friday? And I said, oh, shit. <laughs> a lot of you guys are stressed about Mike not immediately committing, verbally committing, openly committing in front of you, the media, and everybody else, including myself, to Will Levis moving forward. That does not mean that he's not going to move forward with Will Levis, but because he didn't declare that on Friday after the game, it got a lot of you up in arms. So we're going to talk through this together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Simple as this. Against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this Sunday, this coming Sunday, a week from today, who should start at quarterback for the Titans? We will talk about it together. You will hear from Mike Vrabel. Uh, Robert will make sure to uh, spell Tampa as opposed to Tamba in the comments uh, wherever you are streaming with us. And we will uh, discuss at length together who should start at quarterback against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. It's made possible by the great people at Two Rivers Ford, quality American-made Ford vehicles, award-winning customer service. Nobody goes above and beyond to put you in the driver's seat where your car buying process is concerned the way that Two Rivers Ford does. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Touchdown Bengals, by the way. I know Bert's a little ahead of me, but it looks like he just hit the tight end. Burrow just hit the tight end sample. Uh, for a big scoring play, seven plays, 45 yards in a minute, 52, 21-7. The Bengals lead now just before halftime. Uh, yes, so who should start at quarterback? Because here's, here's the thing. This has been a high-flying first half of offense, right? The AFC is not to be trifled with, and if you have a shot, even though you're back in fourth place in the division, if you have a shot at a wild card spot, it's looking slimmer and slimmer 
You want to give yourself the best position to succeed. You want to give yourself the best players to make you the most competitive. This franchise values competitiveness over all else. And I would say that in two games of watching Will Levis versus six games of Ryan Tannehill, or five and a half, let's call it after five and three quarters since he got injured in the third quarter in London against the Ravens, the Titans look a bit more competitive, not much more competitive, because they still have obviously glaring flaws. But if Will Levis gives them a spark that may, if not get them over the hump this year, put them in better position to establish whether they have their quarterback of the immediate future next year, then I think we're all in agreement that that's the decision that they should make. But Mike Vrabel at the podium on Friday was asked that question off the top, and he was unwilling to divulge at that particular point what his decision would be. But at this point, with what you've seen out of Will, especially after a road environment last night, are you ready to name him your starter? No, I'm not ready to do that yet. Um, I think we'll have a conversation with the depth chart over the weekend, and we'll have a depth chart uh, or something close to it available when we talk to you on Tuesday to, to be able to, to go through the moving parts of not only Ryan's health, but whatever there are going on in the offensive line, which, which there is you know, coming out of that game. Which there would be like in the defensive secondary, so there'll probably be some some moving parts here over the weekend. So that's Mike Vrabel responding to the question on Friday. Now remember that was immediately or the day after the afternoon after the Titans lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and to that point, Ryan Tannehill had yet to participate in a practice since the team came back from London. So I think, and as uh, as a couple of people have uh, acknowledged, Ben Hall says that's honestly a really fair answer. I agree. And that Mike did not immediately say, yeah, Will Levis is our starter moving forward, sent a lot of people into a spiral. Now, there were some other moments that I think further inflamed that, right? When he's talking about the Tajay Spears incompletion, before they ran it with Tajay on third and 10, right? The play where Tajay gets turned around as they're driving ahead of halftime. Looks like they might have a touchdown. And Mike Vrabel says of the play, not a fault of Tajay Spears. We need a better ball there. And people got all kinds of butthurt that Mike Vrabel, you know, who hasn't overly glorified Will Levis through two starts. And by the way, is not ever going to do that with any player, whether you want him to or not. The fact that not only would he not glorify said quarterback, but would be comfortable criticizing him seemed like a bit of a foreign uh, foreign concept to many of you. Now, because I'm intimately familiar with Mike Vrabel, as are most of you over the course of now six seasons watching him and seeing him coach your favorite football team, you know that praise, overt praise, any kind of open praise from Mike Vrabel is pretty tough to come by. And that two starts, one a win, one a loss, is not necessarily going to be the thing that brings that out of Mike Vrabel. But I think that uh, I think that the immediate fury from fans about this situation says a lot just about how how pent up the anxiety of Titans fans this season is, and that there's not even a a, a tiny bit of grace for the player uh, in Tannehill first and foremost 
or for the coach who hasn't seen the quarterback, the starting quarterback, return to practice just yet, even though we all publicly acknowledge what we have seen with our eyes, which is that they play like a, a different football team. I won't say a better football team, but they do play differently with Will Levis in the lineup over Tannehill. We can all acknowledge that. The coaching staff privately is probably acknowledging that to themselves. I believe that Mike Vrabel is going to move forward with Will Levis, but that he hasn't done so yet and wasn't willing to immediately do so on Friday, I don't think is any great reason for freakout. A to Z Sports Primetime is presented. We'll read more of your comments here in just a second, right after I remind you that the Primetime show is presented by Zen Sports. Get in on the action with promo code A-T-O-Z-T-N. Zen Sports has an incredible offer because you've been hearing me talk about Zen Sports, the new sports betting app exclusively in the state of Tennessee for the last two months. They've got big news for you. When you sign up for a Zen Sports account, you'll receive up to $1,000 no danger first wager. When you place your first bet in Zen Sports, you can be reimbursed for the amount of your bet up to $1,000 tops if the bet loses. And there's even more good news. Zen Sports is rolling out its brand new VIP rewards program. The new VIP rewards program will allow top tier customers to earn more bonuses, comps, and perks. The VIP program is by invite only. So if you feel that your Zen Sports play qualifies for VIP consideration, please check out the program details and apply at https colon slash slash zensports.com slash VIP. That's Zen Sports. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 up and up in Tennessee to bet. So, who should be the starting quarterback for the Titans against the Bucs? Um, why is the level of coaching so different home and away? It's crazy, isn't it? But I, you know, I think you could say that of the whole football team. Why is the defensive front so much better at home than they are on the, are on the road? Uh, Lane Iserhagen says Levis does need the experience injuries happen. And if it does, it'll be a lesson learned. Uh, I don't know what lesson is to be learned in injury other than, you know, that would be deeply unfortunate. Uh, you know, the lesson perhaps to not be so quick to move on from Tannehill because you could use an experienced backup because yes, injury does happen. Titans. Kyle says, yes, Buck, but he has consistently made comments around the team being better around Tannehill. Not asking him to change his style and praise Levis, but at least give him that same comment. Uh, you know, that that I don't think is unfair criticism, right? He Mike. Well, here's here's okay. So what's the difference there between those two players if you want them to have the same energy? Ryan Tannehill has earned that from Mike Vrabel. Now, maybe you're past the point where Ryan Tannehill has earned that from you or where the the benefit of the doubt for Ryan Tannehill has gone from you. And by the way, that's a completely reasonable situation he has two touchdowns three total touchdowns two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown to six interceptions this year the team is two and four with him under center they average 17.3 points per game this season like they're not a good football team with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback they look like a different football team with Will Levis how much better they actually are I I don't think it's fair to expect him to elevate them overwhelmingly because they got a lot of problems all over the place but I guess, Kyle, the only pushback that I would, if I'm playing devil's advocate there, is they're not the same, Tannehill and Levis. You're asking for the same level of the coach having the quarterback's back. And I'm not saying that Mike Vrabel has Will Levis's back any less than he does Ryan Tannehill. But Mike loves Ryan Tannehill. 
Ryan Tannehill is a tough-ass player. He has played a lot of football for Mike Vrabel, and Mike respects that as somebody who spent 14 years in the NFL. That you're asking Vrabel to treat the two players the same, they're not the same. Even if this year, you think, and in this moment, Levis deserves more praise or equal praise from Mike Vrabel at this time because he seems to be, you know, the thing that is that is coming up. If not, is the thing that's coming up. But to say that Levis has earned something equivalent to Ryan Tannehill, if you're the coach, I understand why there might be a disparity between those two. Ryan Tannehill has gutted it out, has taken the hits, has fought through injury for this football team. Doesn't mean that Will Levis won't, can't, or uh, or will be unable to in the future, but he just hasn't yet. So to, to say that, you know, to treat them with equal standing, well, they're not of equal standing. One is a 14-year NFL veteran who has played uh, considerable snaps and seen several highs and lows with this particular coach. And the other is a rookie who's been active for two NFL games, has gotten two starts, and looks like he might have something, but still has a lot of work to do. That, I think, is a fair, you know, a, a, a fair kind of balance to look at the situation that the two quarterbacks are in. Um, Connor Kill says, all this is true, Buck, but Levis is better than Tannehill right now. No, yeah, I, I, I'm not I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying that, like, of the, of you know, there seemed to be an overwhelming, like, want from fans to see Mike Vrabel go out of his way to praise Will Levis and that he didn't do it and was willing to offer criticisms, even the four even after the four touchdown performance, I think is completely fine. I don't think that I don't think that was any reason for outrage, whether it's real outrage or just kind of, you know, something to get pissed about because you're pissed about a lot of things when your football team team loses. I, I just, you know, I don't think that uh I I don't think that, you know, I don't think that that's unfair. I just don't think that's an unfair point for Vrabel to have. Uh, John Bopst on Facebook Live says, all Titans fans want to do, uh, want is something to bitch about and complain about. Fire Vrabel, derp, derp, derp. It's exhausting. Um, you know, John, I'm not going to speak for Titans fans, nor would I. Uh, you guys can speak for yourselves and fight amongst yourselves when you disagree amongst one another. And I see you do it all the time, so I know you're comfortable doing it. But, you know, I think in the last season and a half, uh, Titans fans are totally entitled to bitch. It's a bad product. It's a bad football team. And, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not somebody who's pro fan entitlement, even though I understand you guys are paying customers and that you guys go above and beyond to support your football team. And you buy merchandise, you buy jerseys, you buy swag, you buy all these different things and you contribute to the finances and the financial state of a multi billion dollar industry. I'm I'm more inclined to not be pro fan entitlement that way, but I do think that fans are very much entitled for the level of investment that all of you guys put in, um, in some form or fashion, whether that's just paying attention and supporting, or financially. Um, th- this football team, you know, could certainly do better by you. It's it's a bad product. It's it's an objectively bad product right now, and so that there's a lot of people bitching now. Some of the bitching may be fair. Some of it may be foul. We do that all the time. Um, but I don't think that to, to dismiss Titans fans on aggregate, just because there's one thing lately or the most recent thing lately has bothered a, a lot, whether it's a loud minority or a majority, whatever the percentages are, you know, I think that 
I think that there is a degree of entitlement there because the product has appreciably suffered in the last season and, and change. A to Z Sports Primetime is presented by the great people at TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com. Your first workout is free. As a Middle Tennessee resident, no workout ever recycled or repeated. You'll always get the best from the coaching staff, whether it's the group fitness classes, the personal training, or to just sign up for a membership and have access to their great facility in downtown Nashville whenever you like. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free TrueMav Fitness, a new way to work out. So uh, there's this report, as and we'll pivot. Uh, obviously, Mike Vrabel will speak to the media on Tuesday. We'll have updates of the depth chart. Then we'll have updates on Ryan Tannehill's health. Then remember, there's, there's no reason to fret before a decision one way or the other has been made. If he makes a decision that you disagree with, then you can freak out. That the freakout is more about the fact that he's not publicly decided, and he may have privately decided, but hasn't publicly expressed that, that that's where a lot of people's, you know, angst is right now. It seems a bit premature and not necessary to me. Uh, Jonah says, if it wasn't for Tannehill, we'd still be the Tennessee who? You think the fans would at least respect the guy? I do think most fans, you know, Jonah, I do think most fans respect Ryan Tannehill. I think there's a lot of people who, you know, they'll bring up the Bengals loss and that'll be, you know, all they ever want to talk about with Ryan Tannehill and that, you know, he got too many chances and all these different things and blew the best shot that you had in 2021. And and however, you know, whatever the argument for that cont- contingent of the population is, some people you're just, just are going to have that opinion. And that's fine. But I do think on aggregate, most Titans fans respect the work that Ryan Tannehill gave them during his best years and now understand that it's more than time to move on, given the that the injury has opened the window for Will Levis to kind of step into this role and start to grow and develop in real time. Uh, Tip uh, Tippy Sot says, is Mike Vrabel getting traded to the Pats? Well, he's not getting traded, but um, they may lure him away if they are so inclined and if Bill Belichick has not retained past this season. So let's get to that story. Coming up next, the question that we'll ask you is this. In the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, what's your level of concern for Mike Vrabel going to the Patriots uh, as their head coach? Comments uh, are accepted wherever you are live streaming with us. I'll tell you the details for this because there was some reporting on this today uh, that is worth noting by a very credible reporter for the Boston Globe, who I know has uh, is who I know is connected to Vrabel and who I know is uh, credible when it comes to the reporting around Mike Vrabel. So we will uh, talk about this together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the great people at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com and get your dream address. Without the stress, the Intel edge you need to succeed can be found at GaryAshton.com. So, Ben Volan is saying in the Boston Globe that Mike Vrabel is a totally viable candidate to replace Bill Belichick if the Pats move on from him. So here's the line um, from uh, from the uh, reporting of Ben Volan. Two sources close to the Patriots have independently said the same thing. They believe Vrabel, currently the Titans coach, is the Crafts, the Kraft family, the Crafts quote home run choice to succeed. Bill Belichick, uh, Volan also noted in his report that, quote, barring a miracle turnaround, it seems increasingly likely that this is the last season 
for Bill Belichick in Foxborough. They're two and seven as of today, the New England Patriots. And, you know, in the AFC East where it's highly competitive, it is a uh, it is a really, really far, you know, far flung fantasy that the Patriots would do anything of consequence this year. Mike Peck says they can have him for what it would cost run it. So talking about a trade scenario, Mike is under contract. He did sign a contract extension last year and there could be a trade situation. There could be a buyout situation. The Patriots have more money as an organization than, than the Tennessee Titans do. And the Titans ownership is currently in a situation where their, you know, finances are not flush because of the stadium project that's going on. Not to say that they would need the buyout of Mike Vrabel to do anything as a franchise, but it would not be out of the realm of possibility depending on what the sum of the contract remaining is. Now, they don't have to disclose how much it, it, it is that Mike Vrabel makes on an annual basis after his extension, but it's fair it's fair to assume that Mike Vrabel is in the top half of the league where it comes to compensation among coaches and that the Patriots would be happy to have him in a heartbeat as Ben Bolin is reporting. He would be, quote, the home run choice to replace Bill Belichick if the Pats move on from him. And it is increasingly likely that the Pats will move on from Bill Belichick at the end of the season. I don't think it's something that you have to overwhelmingly be concerned for. It's not something that the Patriots haven't done before, right? Because they traded to get Bill Belichick in the first place. So, you know, head on a swivel at this time of year. And, you know, maybe... I don't know that it's time for Mike Vrabel to move on. I think that Mike's a good coach. I also think that the results are not there in the last season and a half. And it is completely fair, completely fair, completely fair to have a criticism for Mike Vrabel and the coaching staff for the lack of performance that they have you know, put together. I acknowledge the roster's deficiencies. I acknowledge that John Robinson put them in a bad position. I acknowledge that it's going to take a lot more time or at least another offseason, to really get this thing back to a state of competitiveness where you can start to talk about them as a divisional contender, at least as an AFC South contender. The AFC is a war zone right now. The Bills and the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Ravens, who look overwhelming as of late. You are up against all of those things, much less that there are three young quarterbacks who are very promising in your division, even though Anthony Richardson's season was ended prematurely. C.J. Stroud today is breaking all kinds of records. Five touchdown passes today. Uh, do Vrabel and Carthon have beef, says UW? And why is it a narrative with B-list Titans media types? I can't speak, uh, you know, I don't I don't know who UW, who is your, uh, who, who fits your ranking of Titans A-list media types or B-list media types. So I, I don't know who is propagating uh, that in particular. Here's what I'll say. There are tensions between coaches and general managers all the time. Do they have an outright beef with one another? No, that is not something that is accurate. And I have seen a lot of that being floated around on the internet. I, that is not an accurate assessment right now. Now, losing can always agitate those things. A lack of scoring production, just as Things on defense and special teams are amplified when you can't score points. Everything is harder when you can't function. And everything is further scrutinized when you can't function as an offensive football team. Winning covers up a lot of stuff. Remember the Arizona Cardinals. They're under serious investigation right now for their owner being a bit of a tyrannical nut. 
there was a point in time where the Cardinals were nine and two and thought of as the best football team in the NFL with DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. They had the best road record of any team in the NFL, and all of a sudden it fell apart and all this stuff starts to be exposed. Doesn't mean the stuff that that, that stuff wasn't happening when the Cardinals were nine and two a couple of seasons ago. It just meant that the winning covered it up a whole hell of a lot more. So um, you know, I'll acknowledge that there have that there have been moments where like any uh, you know working relationship, whether it's you and your coworkers, whether it's you and your uh, supervisors or superiors, whatever your position in your employ in your space of employment is, there are frictions from time to time, for sure. And I have heard about moments of those, but it is not an outright beef the way it is being characterized. And while I think that this is kind of a uh, a, uh, a partnership between the two of them that is a case study for how a situation like this might look in the NFL. It's pretty unique uh, based on my understanding. Now, I'm not familiar, intimately familiar with every every contract detail of every coach in the NFL and how much personal personnel control an individual might have versus the personnel control that Mike Vrabel has. Hell, he won't even disclose to us how much personnel control he has other than collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. But is there an outright beef between Mike Vrabel and Rand Carthon? No. Um, and whoever your B list Titans media types are, uh, I would say that, you know, to recklessly speculate with that just because it's interesting um, or compelling isn't, you know, isn't a responsible way to go about that. No, I, I can uh, I can confirm that there is not an outright beef between the Titans head coach and the new general manager. Um, so let's keep it moving. Uh, Sunday, fun day. Uh, Brent Wood says quickly, let's just read a few more comments before we wrap this thing up. How is there so much hate on Vrabel? He's coached the team with the most injuries ever. Now he's coaching 30-some undrafted free agent starters again. He still has to be competitive. Well, Brent, because some of these are his guys, right? Like Andre Dillard was a guy that Mike Vrabel thought could play for him here. They thought they could get better out of Andre Dillard. They did not, right? That's that's a personnel decision that you can comfortably attribute, maybe not solely because Rand is involved in the decision-making process, obviously, but a free agent that Mike Vrabel thought could play football for him and can't, has, is already on the bench, got on the bench faster than uh, Dennis, I keep wanting to call him Dennis Dillard, Dennis Daly did, right? This is a really bad situation with, Andre Dillard, and that is a personnel decision that Mike Vrabel very much had his hands on. Um, I think that a lot of this stuff, I think that a lot of this stuff uh, gets exacerbated and that a lot of people are emotional because you're not getting the results that you want right now. And that's fair. Everybody, everybody, everybody is allowed to, uh, is, is allowed to be uptight about this stuff when the football team isn't producing. But I think you still have to be responsible with where you kind of attribute attribute your blame or your credit, frankly, and that uh, a lot of people don't necessarily do so. I think in the in the best or most efficient way. Um, the craziest thing is that Julio Jones has started two games in a row. You know, the Eagles are eight and one going into going into the bye week. Julio, AJ, all <laughs> Marcus Mariota, Kevin Byard, all your favorite Titans doing uh, doing just fine with Philadelphia as you continue to be their feeder team. Um, but, you know, is there any smoke to the Mike Vrabel thing? Nah, I don't. Yeah, I think the Patriots would try and hire him. Whether the Titans would be willing to let him go and whether Mike Vrabel would outright bolt for New England, 
um, I think there's a less likely chance. And when that was speculated about a couple of weeks ago, when Mike Vrabel had his number retired in the Patriots Hall of Fame and was seen sitting next to Robert Kraft, and um, perhaps, uh, perhaps uh, it was uh, it was brought to light by my dear friend and colleague Jared Stillman that when Mike Vrabel gave a halftime speech at his retirement at the game where his jersey was retired or where his uh, where he was put into the Patriots ring of honor he was he said that you know it's not he told Patriots fans it's not like this everywhere else it's not like this and and Stillman asked him were you talking about the Titans when you said that it's not like this everywhere else and Mike Vrabel was very quick to respond Mike you, you made a comment during all that that's kind of getting parsed here talking about who's parsing it gentry <laughs> what an ask the question, Jared. What question? Do, when you said that other organizations don't do things as well as the Patriots, and that you know because you've been there, were you referring to they, this organization? They've, they've won six Super. They won six Super Bowls in twenty years. That's what I was alluding to. You know, what I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's just extreme, extremely, extremely. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of success. And, uh, you know, and I guess just probably haven't talked to, you know, Bill and, you know, Mr. Kraft and the coaches. I know they're on staff. I guess that was just my way of, uh, you know, bringing, bringing them good luck on, on Sunday. No, I mean, it, it just the amount of success that they had there, that was a whole message was just for myself and the former players and everything, just to not take things for granted. Um, just the um, because you know I got traded myself and you went to a you know a team that went six and ten and it was like you know where you're you're just trying to find ways to win other than knowing that you're going to win when you show up. It was my whole intent of saying that that you know they've 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 had it pretty good there for for twenty years. And six Super Bowls and however many else they they went to. That was it. that was it, Jared. So. Appreciate you. You'll you'll never think like me, Jared. We're never we're nothing alike. So you'll. Smart or not smart? No, yeah, I'm not. I'm the dumbest person in here. I promise you. I guarantee you, I'm the dumbest person in here. But we will never think alike in anything that we do. So if you ever want to think how I'm thinking, just think the just think the opposite. <laughs> think 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 like a dude. Think like an athlete. Think like a grown man. And Think like a dude, think like an athlete, think like a grown man, and you'll think like me. So Mike Vrabel not willing to uh, tolerate the speculation around uh, his potential flirtation, we'll call it, with the Patriots. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. We appreciate you guys spending your time here with us. A quick Sunday fun day note on the way out the door. Josh Dobbs absolutely went out there and balled. Uh, the, uh, Jaron Hall, the rookie quarterback getting the start, uh, for the Minnesota Vikings today, got a concussion, unfortunately for him, Josh Dobbs came in there and lit it the hell up. That's our Sunday fun day note, uh, Dobbs, uh, to his credit. I think he's going to be on the radio show this week. Uh, he's going to hit me back, uh, once he gets his schedule for tomorrow, but he said Monday is a possibility. So we'll see if Astro Dobbs. We'll be on the radio show with us tomorrow. We'll have Mike Giardi from New England, and we'll talk more about the Vrabel thing. We will have David Ubbin of The Athletic covers college football. It was a crazy weekend in the SEC, even if Tennessee rolled. We have Nico Iamaliava to talk about and a quarterback discussion between Will Levis and Ryan Tannehill. 
whenever Ryan Tannehill gets back out on the practice field. Have a great rest of your evening. Enjoy the second half of Sunday Night Football, and I will talk to you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone.